This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I'm your host, Asher Tolliver. Apologies for my very hoarse voice. I feel much better than I sound. I've had a sore throat for about four or five days now, but we're all good. But please bear with me. Sorry, I sound terrible. We are through what I would consider the first quarter of the 2021-2022 waterfowl season, and I am joined by the other members of the Dive Bomb Travel Squad to recap the season thus far. Forrest Carpenter, Kyle Jones, and Kay Tricky are joining me on the phone right now. Guys, how's it going? What's going on, buddy? How are you? Great. Where are you? Uh, where are all you cats joining me from right now? Down there in the bottoms, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not in the bottoms. I'm just in a parking lot in Colorado, so nothing <laughs> yeah. too exciting here. I'm in uh, Pacific Northwest, Washington State. I mean, I had to ask. I felt like I knew where Kyle and Forrest were. Sorry, Cade and Forrest were. Kyle is, like, every time I get on my phone, he's getting on a plane <laughs> somewhere, even between, like, the dive bomb trips. He's just, like, going places. So I had to ask, even though – I couldn't just assume Washington because you're literally always gone. Nomad, man. I'm a nomad. Just flow with the wind. Well, here we are, mid-October, and what a season it has been to this point. This episode, we don't have any agenda or anything. I just want to talk about some of our trips so far and some of the neat things that we have been blessed enough to experience. I've jotted down a couple things here on a piece of paper that have stood out to me so far. And you guys might have some stuff as well that I might have missed. But I just want to start by taking it back to August and Game Fair. Game Fair was absolutely awesome. That was my first time that I've ever been. It was two-weekend event, Ramsey, Minnesota, the weather was absolutely perfect. Our setup was perfect right there on the lake. Nice breeze, awesome crowd, good food, good vibes, good time. What do you guys think about Game Fair? I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, it was was something that I think, uh, you know, I know it was my first time going and getting to experience that, seeing the way all the folks in uh, Minnesota turn out, man, that's, that's something. I definitely didn't expect that many waterfowlers to come to same area that time of year. Um, you know, I've, I've seen Stuttgart and Easton, Maryland, and those kind of places that are rich with waterfowling heritage. And not that Minnesota isn't, but it, it isn't necessarily the first place that comes to mind when you think about waterfowling. But I tell you what, man, that's a it's a lifestyle up there. There's no doubt about it. In fact, I'm after after keeping up with some of the folks we met, I'm pretty sure that nobody works up there and everybody just hunts every day of goose season. <laughs> that is that is a fact. Uh, I, I I thought it was great. That was my first time as well. I think it was Cade's first time. We got to celebrate Cade's twenty first up there as well. I mean it was it was very cool, uh, very overwhelming with the amount of waterfowlers, uh, you know, you always hear Minnesota, like poor said of being they're, they're number one in Canada goose harvest for a reason. And that's because everybody up there goose hunts and duck hunts. Um, but it was a, it was a, it was a very cool show, very cool setup, tons and tons of talented 
callers, elk and hunters running through, coming through, talking to us. And, uh, you know, we were able to step on stage. That was Forrest and I's first two-man calling contest together and won't be the last. And uh, we got to meet just to meet some young kids that came up that were phenomenal callers. It was really cool. Yeah, gosh, it's hard to believe we're already a quarter of a way through this thing. I feel like we were just at game fair. Um, but that was a good time and getting to meet a lot of the people that you've known for a while and not ever got to shake their hands. Kind of like Squad Fest, same deal, getting to shake hands and put a name with a face and just make relationships that you don't really get the opportunity to make anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. So after the first weekend of game fair, Forrest and myself, we flew home. Kyle and Cade, they stayed behind with the diesel, a bag of five dozen V2Fs, and they headed west to North Dakota. To We didn't have a bag. It was just a box of decoys. Oh, a box. <laughs> so you guys didn't even have the standard brown bag. They were still in the package. <laughs> so they went out on a true freelance mission. They hit the road. They said, hey, early early season, we're going to get a, get the first draw of blood here. We're headed west. We're going to go kill some Canada geese. We'll see y'all next weekend. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time. I mean, I, I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, how many people asked us like the day before <laughs> like, Hey, pal, Cade, where are you guys going? And we're like, dude, we have no idea. We, we, I, I've never hunted North Dakota before. Cade's Cade was there last year, but it was, it was cool. I mean, it was it was a really really good time. Spent a lot of time on the road. It was fun, man. It was honestly probably some of the most fun that I've had um, chasing hawkers, just because it was just me and Kyle and our buddy Josh Stoner that rode along. But you know, like you said, having no agenda, um, just kind of scouting and doing it ourselves. I I love doing that type of stuff. And you know, whenever you kill one, you know you earned it. So that that is a lot of fun to me. Um, you know, I feel like we're actually hunting when we're doing stuff like that. And it was a lot of fun getting things kicked off that way and lucked into two bands out of the first two volleys of the season. So really not a lot to complain about there. Kyle, what about Cade's fist bump right there to uh, open up the season? You know, come out of the gate and you shoot two bands <laughs> and just a Mike Tyson. Dude, I, I tell you, I, I started turkey season with one of them, and I started goose hunting with one of them, and it still hurts. I mean, that, <laughs> that dude, I swear, when you go to fit, like, you know, when you give nuts to somebody, you're like, oh, nuts, you know? Like, it's not like a abrasive punch, but, dude, Cade's, Cade's more than that. It is, like, straight up, he just, I, I, honestly, I thought that he, he heard, maybe heard me say something about his family and got offended. <laughs> wanted to just hurt me my bad man i can't help it i just get so fired up it just happens yeah all right let's oh. press the fast forward button a couple weeks kate and i we headed to the eagle lake prairie of texas spent a couple days down there with two w outfitters most of you listening have probably seen that youtube video at this point it's up over a hundred thousand views incredible incredible day shot over a hundred little blue rockets beautiful dog work lots of fun Cade what do you take away from that one and the dog works definitely what stood out the most to me usually whenever you show up with three different dogs that have never hunted together it kind of makes you cringe a little bit just thinking about how it's going to go you know usually 
out of three of them, one of them is going to not be that's going to break and, you know, kind of wear out or rub off on the other ones. And usually having three dogs that haven't hunted together before just isn't a good idea. But, man, it couldn't have went any better on that side of it. All three dogs were steady as can be. And, you know, they didn't fight over birds or anything like that. So that was definitely the coolest part to me, you know, especially not even shooting. Um, just, just watching them through the camera and filming it, you know, it was, it was, it was a nice refreshing thing to see three dogs working seamlessly together. Um, especially amongst that much action, you know, when you got those, that many guns and that many birds working and, you know, just coming out left and right, like a glorified dove hunt, it's usually not, not that good when you got three dogs, but boy, that sure was, it was, it was beautiful. I have to agree a hundred percent, man. I was, I've seen it enough, like you said, to where you you see three dogs and you're just thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a this is going to turn into a clown show really, really fast with this amount of guns and this amount of birds and high paced action. Like you said, it really is like a glorified dove shoot. And my gosh, it could not have been cleaner. I mean, no. there was no there was no whining, there was no breaking, there was no can't get the dog back because we have more coming. Yeah. I mean, it was just freaking just picture perfect. It really was. That was that was an awesome hunt, and it's obvious by the response that we got from that video that, that everyone felt the same way. So, man, that was just a great, great way to kick off September. It was absolutely yeah, awesome, and then. You know, moving forward, Colin Forrest, they went to King's Bend, which is our owner, Cody Stokes' new place, and they opened it up with a bang. Yeah, we saw Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. That was that was a whole lot. I I'd even missed the, the first morning, but I was <laughs> it was fun. It was a whole lot of fun to get to jump right back into it and, and be shooting blue wings there at, you know, seven to ten yards and it, it just doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Yeah, it was uh, Saturday. Saturday morning we opened up. It was myself, Cam, uh, Andy, who's our shipping manager, and Cody. And we're sitting at it. We we got like halfway through the hunt that morning. We're like, man, we need more guns. Like, we it was one of those that that hunt there was one of those where we needed, you know, a blind or three different blinds all over the property and just bounce the birds back and forth. Sure. Uh, you know, we shot that day, we shot, uh, you know, all of ours in the morning. And then that night, Cody's buddies came out and shot, uh, you know, I think there was another six man uh, that was shot that night. So you're talking quite a few birds off of, off of one day, off a brand new, a brand new duck farm, but it was, it was more than, it was more than hunting though. Like we got, we, we really got to kind of see, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't spent a whole lot of time around Cody other than in the office and uh, at game fair. And it was really, really cool. Cause he was able to uh, kind of open up about how much pride he took in, in working that property over. I mean, he was there almost every day in, in the summertime going up there and working on it. So it was really cool to kind of see, you know, what he, what he did, he cut a giant. He cut force. You you tell him. He it was. It was. Uh, so so here's here's the deal. I'm flying in from Colorado. I had something come up and I couldn't make it in time to be there for that opening day. Um, so I'm going out there. I know that this this area 
is nothing but duck clubs, right? Everything for 20 miles on either side of the river all looks the same. It's all different impoundments. So I get this text message. I told him I'm about a half hour out. He's like, you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> and, and I mean, if, if you know Cody, he's not usually coy about things like that. So I was really kind of concerned. I had no idea what to look for. I come in over the top and I'm looking for something little, like a little golf course flag. I do a circle over the area where I, I know it's supposed to be. And I'm looking, I'm looking. I finally just kind of stop looking so closely and, and look at the general stuff. And there, the size, probably about a third of a soybean field, he mowed a giant F into the field. I mean, a perfect letter F right next to a nice 2,000-foot strip. I mean, it was, oh, it was, it was really, really awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I got to come in, land there, um, that's came hilarious. by, buzz the, uh, buzz the house. And, uh, man, that's, uh, that was, that was about the most memorable place I've landed. That's pretty funny. So you had no yeah. idea that, that there was a giant F mode out there? No, no, I had no idea what I was looking for. So I figured that it was something so kind of small or I'd see a couple Rangers and some guys waving in the middle of a field. Right, nope, right. Nope. That is hilarious. Yeah. He, he left. He left our duck hunt at like seven forty-five. He shot his six ducks and was like, "All right, I'm out." <laughs> and went and he cooked breakfast. And immediately after breakfast, he was cutting at from ten, and Forrest showed up at one thirty, and he got done about fifteen minutes before Forrest got there. He was out there for like three hours, four hours That's cutting hilarious. for that for that deal. He's like, "I'm going to do something cool." too cool that's hilarious yeah i know cody he's pretty fired up about the place so far and rightfully so i know he spent a lot of time working out there getting it right and they shot over 100 teal in the early season out there so i'm happy for him and and i'm looking forward to seeing what big duck season brings you know i know they've got high hopes for it and and uh, it'll be interesting to see the way it all comes together for them. Now, moving on, you guys made your way to the upper Midwest, bounced around a little bit, Minnesota, South Dakota. Anything you guys take away from that? I mean, all the hunts were, they, they were strong. The hunts were good, good decoy action, very, very solid hunts, very clean hunts. Is there anything notable that you guys can think of from that little stretch. Um, what was that around the second, yeah. second week of September? I mean, uh, we, we kind of got there before we were anticip- we were anticipating a lot of molts to be rolling through and we kind of got there a little earlier than that. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it was really cool to see and meet. I mean, we met a few people, you know, Duncan and, and Louie, uh, but also hunting with Graham and Graham, Graham consistently gets people on birds, but man, we, we got to put our hands on those fully flocks for the first time and kill geese over them. And that was really cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't want to segue too much and, and take the attention off how awesome the trip was, but man, those, those fully flocks are going to be an absolute game changer. Just the, the quality of the color. And I mean, uh, you know, Kyle's got a picture. We we took one of those quartering away silhouettes and put it on a pile of geese, and it blended right in. I mean, you have a hard time picking out what's what. Uh, it's pretty 
pretty darn impressive. But the uh, the geese sure seemed to enjoy him, and you know we we had a lot of days, and I, I can't think of any even if the geese didn't all show up, you know, when they did the typical early season kind of scatter off the roost sort of thing. I can't think of too many geese that we had come within eyesight of the decoys that didn't play the game just like they had a script in their hand, you know, oh, it, yeah. was, uh, it was, it was pretty darn good. First we got to, we got to shoot for this year, this year we got to shoot uh, geese over our, our new floaters too. And that was cool. We had this sick low pond that we went and hunted um, with Duncan and in Fergus Falls area. And uh, it was just, it was just cool because these birds, like, they, it was a horseshoe, and these birds had to, they had to come inside the horseshoe and make the curve with the, the tree line to get in and land, and it was just cool. And I mean, we got to, we got to kind of show Cam around, and Cam had never really, for, Cam's first duck hunt was that teal hunt at King's Bend, and then he goes and travels and hits the road with Forrest and I. So we're sitting there trying to, you know, we're teaching him, and he's asking, he asked a ton of questions. You could definitely tell that we had just introduced a new hunter to that, the outdoor, you know, hunting. We had just introduced somebody to hunting and it was just really, really cool to kind of just see everything clicking for them and and figuring it out without even pulling the trigger. Definitely. Yeah. It's been fun watching Cam. His learning curve is so greatly accelerated to what most people would be like his learning curve that he got in September, in the first couple weeks in October, some people don't get that. And and I'm going to be honest with you, in, in five years, I'm not not joking. The stuff that he's gotten to see so far and learn is completely invaluable. And it's been awesome watching him take it in stride and take the stuff that he's learning from one hunt or one trip and apply it moving forward with media and anticipating birds and what they're going to do and pictures with the setting and the sun and the conditions and, and the blind that we're hunting out of. It's just, he's doing a really, really nice job for somebody that has just been introduced to it. But it's, it's pretty cool thinking about the curve that he's on compared to, you know, what most people get. And that, that's not saying one or the other is better it's just whenever you're you spend six weeks straight hunting with people that's been doing this for you know 15 20 30 years naturally you're going to pick up stuff much faster than if you're just hunting with a couple buddies and y'all picked it up and hit the marsh you know so that's been pretty fun to watch him and then getting to see sam out last week you know i've i've gotten to spend a little bit of time with Sam there in St. Louis, but never in a setting, you know, like a, a duck blind or in the field where we, you know, just get to kick back and hunt and and getting to see him experience some first was pretty cool as well. We'll get to that one in a little bit, but you know, that's, that's been a fun little progression to watch here in the early going. Now, moving on from the upper Midwest to those trips, we made our way out to New York, uh, Eastern View Outfitters. We went to see David Roy with St. Lawrence in Ontario, and kind of like you guys spoke of, we had the fully flocked. Man, they look good. A lot of you have seen them. 
in the YouTube video from New York where we shot the 65 in the A-frame in the middle of the field. We had that thing brushed up just as green as it could be. And, man, they just did it like we weren't even there. You guys got to see the fully flocked. You got to see the super flag. And, man, both of those trips, as we expected, I believe we talked about it on a podcast even what was that, maybe a month ago with you guys, maybe maybe six weeks, and we were talking about that trip and just how good those birds have been to us in the past in the upper Atlantic flyway early season, and this year was no different, man. They were absolutely awesome. They cooperated so well, and it was an absolute blast, both of those trips. I guess none of you guys um, – guess that one's just me talking about that one because that was myself and Cody and Cam on that one. So then moving forward, this is the big one that I think everybody knows about. This was the knockout herd around the waterfowl world. And you guys have probably seen it. I'm not going to tell the story. I'm going to let the man who got knocked out tell the story, give his version, and then we'll let the other two guys give their version. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to listen. Well, you may have to let one of the others tell it. I don't really remember. All <laughs> <laughs> so kind of a bear. Uh, well, Forrest was directly to the left of him. I was to the right. Uh, man, I, I don't all all I know is I was I was videoing geese getting shot at and then I hear the guy next to me who just happened to be a firefighter. So he's got, you know, first aid certification and EMT status, you know, so he's he's a, we if Cade were to get knocked out about around anybody else, we probably would have been concerned, you know, but right next to this guy he was all right. Uh but I, I saw this. He heard. I heard heads up, and looked over, and all of a sudden, Cade's laying on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I don't. All, all I know is there was a uh, there was a big group of geese, and then there was like two. There was a pair of geese. There was a big group and a pair, and the pair was right above us. And I was filming, so of course I was, you know, like more focused on the big group. And so I was kind of zoomed in on them, and I had the camera like we zoomed in face. pretty tight to them. Yeah, I was kind of – I had the camera up to my eye, and I was zoomed in on the big group, and I just figured that those other two, you know, they'd probably get shot, but I wasn't too worried about filming them. And then they called the shot, so I stand up with everybody else that's shooting, and uh, they start shooting, and you hear, heads up, heads up. Well, when you got 10 guns in an A-frame, you know, and you're trying to film, and you hear, heads up, I don't know about you, but at least me, I didn't really think much about it. Like, right. what are the chances that's actually coming to me? You know, I'm not going to – yeah, it's like, being on, the, down it's like being on the concourse at a ballpark. Everybody yells heads up, and you're exactly. like, hell, there's 100 people here. I'm not going to be the one that gets hit. What chances it's coming for you? So, I mean, it was either stay on the birds I was on and get what I was trying to get or sacrifice that clip and, and look up, and, and that bird would have never even came close to me if I'd have done that. So I, I opted to stay on the camera and didn't look up, and it's just heads up, heads up, and then just kind of snapped out of it for a minute. Next thing I know, I'm laying down in the back of the A-frame, and Forrest has got a GoPro on my face, <laughs> acting like he's Joe Rogan. And uh, then this firefighter dude's like, how many quarters make a dollar? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, cool. And then he's like, who's our president? And I just kind of, I, I didn't really know what was going on. He asked me who the president was, and I, I didn't even really answer him. 
and he got kind of concerned and Forrest was just like, yeah, it's a good question. They all played. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, after, after I was sitting there for a second, I, I was kind of confused for a second. And then, they, uh, Forrest was like, I feel like Joe Rogan after a knockout interview. And like, whenever he said the word knockout, it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, Dude, I just got knocked out by a goose. <laughs> and then it just kind of all started coming back to me. And then we went back and watched the video. And sure enough, had that camera right to my face. And goose came from kind of my top right, hit me right in the temple, and knocked me out cold for, for about five or six seconds. And, you know, thankfully, it didn't, it didn't hurt me worse than it did. I may or may not have had a slight concussion, but kind of shook it off and kept going for the next couple of days. And, um, you know, I. I still kind of wake up feeling funny, but it's not that big of a deal, I don't reckon. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's really, it's funny to listen to you tell the story, but, it, you know, it's not funny, you know? I mean, it's one of those things, it's like of all people, been- you were the one that was destined to get knocked out for sure. But, you know, it's it's funny because you're just thinking about a, a goose just smacking you right in the face and knocking you out. But at the same time, you're like, well you know, when you start messing with your head and being knocked out, it's not funny. So we're very, very thankful that you're okay. Um, that could have been very, very, very serious, but just the fact been, that that happened is, it's just, what I, what I was, what I was thinking about after the fact, I mean, you're, you're talking about, a, I don't know, 10 or 12 pound goose right. coming from about 40 yards out of the sky. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big deal, but you know how many times do you pick up a, a dead goose and its wing is broken or something? You know, and those wing bones are like a that's like a dang needle right. or a knife. You know, when it's broken, right? It's super sharp, and so you know it was coming that close to my face. It could have ended up, you know, something in my eye yeah, it or could have been bad. in my neck. You know, it could have been. Yeah. There's so many ways it could have been far worse than it was. For sure. Um, so I'm glad we're able to joke about it, but but yeah, it's uh, definitely not a. It's not all funny. I mean, I guess it. It's not that funny to some people. To me, I just kind of think it's funny, you know. That's just kind of how I am. But <laughs> well, if you were to, if you watch the video, you definitely saw Forrest and myself laugh. We're just absolutely <laughs> belly laughing. Like we thought it was hilarious, but you know, it is. It is all good. Yeah, it's one of those things. Once you realize they're okay, you're like. Yeah, you can't help oh, but yeah. laugh. I mean, Kate got knocked out by no. a freaking honker. Like, <laughs> and, and, and part of it was was just the tone of the hunt. I mean, it, we were on them that day, and yeah. there were a lot of geese coming. And it was it was one of those no wind days where we had every shot was coming straight over the top. Thank God, because that blind was brushed so thoroughly, I I had to cut out a hole to where I could see through the darn thing. We had. We had, uh, gosh, corn was probably what eight feet, nine feet tall there. Least, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was nuts. So I mean, I don't think Cade might have even seen this goose had he looked because there was so much corn around this. But yeah, um, no, uh, we we like what we ended up killing uh, an eleven man of fifty five, and uh, most of the shots were at twenty twenty five yards straight over the top, and um, you know it was it was so fast and and furious that there were a lot of times where I mean I. I'd be working one group off the left side of the blind and trying to get pictures or video of them. And uh, all of a sudden I hear someone, you know, shoot them and, and I don't even realize it, but there's 15 geese finishing off the right end of the blind or coming right over the top and just couldn't see them. So it was, it was a pretty exciting, fast paced deal. And um, well, even, uh, you know, if you watch that vlog video, you'll see in the, in the same clip where I'm trying to help Kate up and, and check on them. We're kind of joking around. 
a shot gets called right right there and we get another yeah. group of you know eight or ten right in front of us i mean it was that, that kind of sums things up there i mean we were we were probably 80 percent done with a limit in, within maybe a half hour of shooting light i mean it was just nuts jeez man well i'll give you props kade you didn't fumble the camera the camera broke and you had a, <laughs> like a feather stuck yeah. in the microphone port which was insane but it did give a good excuse i was wanting a new camera anyway we got that new sony <laughs> nx80 so you didn't fumble the camera you wore it for the team and then the next day they put you in a baseball helmet if I'm sure everybody's seen <laughs> those pictures that was pretty funny with, with a face mask with a yeah. face mask who spent the time uh, putting that camo tape on that helmet i don't think we went to do it outstanding that was that was unbelievable. If you guys haven't seen that YouTube video, we just dropped it a couple days ago. Head over there and watch it. It's awesome. Not not just the knockout, but the hunt was really, really good, too. The whole story was good. Really appreciate Alex and those guys. Wonderful hosts. It was, yeah, it was really, really good. I mean, it was, it was cool. Just, it was just cool teaming up with with somebody that, I mean, he, he and I were talking about it before the hunt. He was like, man, I, you know, I'm I, I think I'm I got pretty lucky messaging Asher about it, just offering the hunt. He's like, it was it was really cool and I'm thankful for that. Just, I took a chance. You know, it was just really cool to to talk to a guy that really was hoping to hunt with us some at some time and he was they turned out to be such great people. Like such great people. Um the whole crew of guys was just awesome. Yeah. So Moving forward, I recently got a chance to go visit Dive Bomb Canada. Go see our boy Ben Commodore up there. Got to see the new warehouse, the operation. It was absolutely awesome. Hunted a few days. Had an absolute blast. Cody, Cam, Sam. I had a bunch of my buddies up there that I've freelanced with in the past. We had quite a large large group of guys up there it was a great trip we spent a few days down there then we went to see our good friend rob reynolds with Ranchland outfitters and man oh man that was it was up there i mean with one of the best waterfowl hunts i've ever been on my life we showed up and rob's cool man he's got this cool like vibe about him he's really laid back chill just whatever you need he's got you he's just got a really really cool vibe i pull out the camera to start on the vlog you know hey what's up guys welcome back to another one you know and then i go to rob and i say i said rob what are we targeting what are we targeting this afternoon and he's just kind of cool he just said all of them <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, that works. You know, we had a we had a, a soft, very soft. I don't want to call it overcast. Uh, I would say partly cloudy sky, partly to mostly cloudy sky, but it was a soft sky. Really, really good wind. The temperatures were falling. It was pretty cold, and it was early. It was probably one thirty-two. And we're setting up decoys. There's already small groups trying to come into the field. We've seen lessers. We've seen ducks. We've seen snows. Specks. 
and we're getting everything set up and I'm like, man, okay, like this is, this is going to be really good. You just had that feeling about it. It was one of those rolling fields, really good edge. It just looked sexy. It just, it just felt right, man. And we parked the trucks and they don't even hardly get back to the field. And we've already got small groups of ducks working there. Widgeon are coming off first and there's pintail and there's mallards and these waves of speck. And we look up and we're 30, 40 birds deep. And Rob's like, yeah, they ought to start flying here pretty soon. And I'm just like, man, we're in for one. And it started out good, but as it just, we didn't get to witness the final flight of the evening or at least hunt for the final flight of the evening because we were done by, I want to say 5.15, 5.30. But it was just wave after wave after wave, and you had no idea what it was going to be. It made me think of that hunt last year in North Dakota in the snow. Okay, very similar type of deal. You know, you got honkers, specks, all these species of ducks snows and that's the way it was man like you'd look up and there's six mallards working here they come oh gosh over here on the right right here on the right there's 12 specks on the deck and then you've got 20 snows up top starting to come down from the stratosphere and you're just like what is going on then off to the left you're hearing lessers squeaking and it's like what do you all want to shoot what do you want to shoot like when you know when somebody's like hey what do you all want to shoot it's things are going well and Pure chaos really is the only way to describe it. Laughs, smiles, my gosh. And then once the dust was all settled, we had an eight-man double-double and our bonus snows. So we had a combination of mallards, pintail, widgeon, specks, lessers, and snows. And I would say for a waterfowl hunt, it was, it rivaled that hunt last year in North Dakota Dang. with the snow. I think the only reason the snow one might stick with me a little bit longer or might edge that one out is just because it was in the snow, snow and it was so intense. The snow was so intense. But as far as the quality of the hunt and the action and the variety, it was there. It was, it was probably actually, I don't want to say better. It was on par with that hunt last year. The only difference is this was just this beautiful rolling hill, perfect wind at our back, soft Alberta sky. And that one was just insane snow, but they were, they were right there on that same level. When I look up and say, man, one of the best waterfowl hunts I've ever been on. I mean, it's, it's right there, man. This year I've gotten to see, Man, I've been on two two hunts where we've eclipsed 100 or at 100 with the teal hunt. We've had a couple others that have been close. I was adding up the other day because I had asked you guys for your numbers, and this is not this is not birds we've shot personally. Heck, most of the time we don't we don't shoot many of the birds unless we shoot a limit. Then we'll you know we'll shoot our birds, but if it's you know if we're not shooting a limit or if it's a day that's not as good, typically we don't. You know, we're not shooting many of these birds, but as far as hunts that we've been on, the bird count, it's up over a thousand already. And we're at 
the middle of October. We're not even hit. We haven't even hit those big like West Texas, Central Flyway, Lesser Chutes, Oklahoma, Pond, Big Guns. So it's been strong. But that hunt was absolutely incredible. And then to top the whole thing off, we got to see the northern lights on the way back to the airport. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. So what a day that was. To, my dad, I've gotten to spend both of those hunts with my dad. Did he drive the whole time? sick. Yeah, of course. He's the all-time kid. He's like the Tom Brady of drivers. <laughs> and so to get to spend both of those with my dad and then got to spend that one with my buddies that I, you know, normally freelance with and, and hunt around with that, that little trip right there to, to dive bomb Canada and, you know, get to see Ben in the operation. And then finally uh, long overdue to get to meet Rob Reynolds up there at ranch land. That was really, really cool. And what a cool guy he is. Just a, just a awesome vibe. Great dude. So, that's where we stand right now as of where we're at. So that dive bomb Canada video, I was just talking about nice little hunt there in a cornfield. And then we take a little break midday. We show you around. Then we go back out. That video is going to release Tuesday, the 19th. So I guess after this podcast comes out, it'll be the next day. Cause I believe this comes out Monday, the 18th and then expect to see that ranch land double, double drop. Well, I'll say the 25th so so you guys keep an eye out for that so moving forward you boys are heading out on a little freelance mission next week to an undisclosed location i'm going to go to branson with my family for a few days but then i figure i'm going to fly out and meet you guys for a few before i've got to get home and get ready for scotland you guys want to talk about that one a little bit and maybe what we've got planned Without giving away too many details, of course. Well, yeah, no, we're um, it's it's that time of year where, you know, uh, I don't know how many of you follow uh, the speckle belly migration, but a lot of them are calendar migrators. Uh, there are a decent number that hang up in uh, select spot in the U.S., and we're going to go try and target them. And there happen to be a couple mallards that like that area too. So you know, mm-hmm. for the uh, for the three or four of us, yeah, you can't really ask for a whole lot more than uh, going and chasing green heads in the morning, specks in the afternoon, or vice versa. And uh, to be able to do a lot of it in dry fields, hopefully, we'll uh, I'd like to get a nice little water shoot in there in the uh, in the new county line boats. But um, tell you what, I'm, I'm pretty excited. You know, I begrudgingly leave home, you know, with family and the little one. But this one's gonna. This one's I'm pretty stoked to to get on the road and get up there and see what all we get into. Yeah, I am too. Kyle, you want to talk yeah. about the boats a little bit? Yeah. So actually, you know, we, we've had this, this trip planned shoot since what last May or June yeah, it's been a while. when you started put, when you started putting the calendar together and, uh, you know, we, we Forrest and I, we've got a obsession about, you know, shooting ducks over water shooting ducks over especially over skinny water shallow water type stuff and we met andy wyckoff at game fair and we're looking at these boats and we're just like dude these are these are them that's the ticket right here like 
if you look at the boats, I mean, they, you put them together, they look, they're, they're 10 foot, 10 foot long, 38 inches wide, and they're set up just like a layout, uh, layout blinds, got blind doors on it, stubble straps, everything. Um, and we talked to, to Andy and he built these for us. Um, and they're going to be our, they're going to be our go-to for, uh, some freelance stuff and skinny water stuff because, man, it's, it's got a little six and a half horse motor on it. The boat weighs about 90 pounds. Um, and we actually, he, he did a little customization for us where, uh, we put winches on the front too. So we've got lights, winches, uh, small six and a half horse backwater motors on it, uh, to get shallow. But then he put those winches on the front. So that way, if we hunt a public WMA that's got some levees that we need to go over, some logs or something like that, we can do it. Um, and those motors, they pull, they've got a little pin on them. So you just pull the pin, take the motor off if you want to get more low profile. Uh, but, you know, it's we're excited because we want to show people, you know, what what the capabilities of utilizing our products with them and, and just getting more, you know, we're going to be shooting ducks at 10 yards. You know, I don't think anybody's going to ever complain about that. And we absolutely love it. So we're, we're really pumped about them. They're, they're sick. They are yeah. really sick. And like you say, with, with our products, they, they just complement each other really well. You know, there's, don't get me wrong. There's never a bad time or place to have a, a lightweight decoy. That's easy to pack and you can, you know, fit in the back of the truck, but to be able to take, you know, two bags of silhouettes, you know, have 10 dozen duck silhouettes, a couple dozen duck floaters, uh, some goose silhouettes, you know, some black and white, something like that. And to be able to stick them on, you know, only, you know, a total of 20 foot of boat and to be able to take them back in some of these really, really hard to access places that probably don't get harassed too much. Um, you know, that, that's exactly the kind of thing that we want people to be going out and doing with our products. So, I can't wait to go out here, uh, make some really sweet videos and just show people what a little bit of extra homework and a little bit of extra effort can get you. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a little testing on the, on the lake right by my house. And I mean, I'm fitting a dog, dog blind and 25 dozen decoys on one little 10 foot boat, 25 dozen silhouettes, you know, it's, and it's, I'm, I'm moving. I'm, I'm able to get in three to four inches of water. So it's, it's going to be really, really cool to see the capabilities that we can have and utilize these. In. Absolutely. I'm pumped to see what you guys are, are going to get out of it. I think that is going to be some fun, fun content. You know, we, we specifically put some trips like this on the schedule this year for the reason that, you see so much stuff from us that we're hunting with big groups, big shoots, a lot of big piles, but we want to showcase some stuff. That's a little more, a little more personal, a little bit more showcasing stuff. That's more relatable to the average guy, you know, not to say that the average guy can't, you know, go out and, and hunt with 10 or 12 of his buddies or even more, but most, most people are not doing that. So we purposely put some of these small, just called them dive bomb squad trips on the schedule for that reason to go out and showcase 
some different environments, some small hunts, and just how we like to do things. And we even mentioned in a Facebook post that we're going to adjust our travel plans a little bit next fall for doing some more hunting with friends from the Facebook group. And that really has a lot of attraction. It's well over 400 comments at this point uh, because it is, it is relatable. You know, we're not looking to go hunt with 10, 12, 14 guys on those hunts. You know, there, there's actually a question. So what will happen is we will, we'll, we'll put out more details as this thing progresses. I mean, these hunts aren't going to be scheduled until next fall, but, you'll send in an inquiry to it'll be squad trips at divebombindustries.com. And what we'll do is we'll reply with a series of questions for you to answer. There's a lot of questions in there that ask about, you know, how long you've been waterfowl hunting, where you're waterfowl hunting. Is there any background information that we might need to know? Um, How many people do you normally hunt with? I mean, there's, there's a lot of questions in there and that's because, there's certain things that we're looking to get out of this and all the inquiries are, they're not going to be a good fit as much as we'd like to hunt with everybody. You know, we've got families and other obligations that we have to have to hit as well. So there will be certainly a, a, a select number of these that we can do, but we're really, really excited about it for that reason is it just kind of expanding on these dive bomb squad trips where we do this on our own, but going out, and doing it with you guys, you know, you guys seeing how you do things and showing us a little slice of, of your heaven. And it's just a little different than the outfitters. And we love our outfitters. We love what they do for us. We love visiting them and the relationships we have with them. But at the end of the day, it isn't as relatable as getting down to our core customer base. So with all that said, we're pretty pumped up about about the future and and our travel plans for the future. So before I let you guys go, Easton, it's, it's getting close guys. I I think I'm going to have Teddy Hoover on as my next guest. And we're going to talk about Easton a little bit because dive bombs is a sponsor this year. And, you know, we'll, we'll, go go through some things in more detail with Teddy, but you guys, what are you, how are you feeling as this thing is drawing closer? Feeling, feeling good. Um, actually just, uh, just got out of a physical therapist appointment. I got a dislocated rib, so I haven't been able to practice the past three days, but other than that, before those three days or these past three days, I was, I've been practicing quite a bit. And then, um, Force and I will have plenty of time to practice together um, coming up too, uh, because we're we're going to be competing with each other. But we're I'm feeling good anyway. Um, oh yeah, oh, I'm yeah. I'm feeling really really good about our two man stuff, like really good. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll just have to practice. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's fun. I mean, it's one of the best things about contest calling you never know how it's going to end up. Um, you know, you put in the hours and the time and, and there's a lot of times where you win contests, you shouldn't, and you lose contests, you shouldn't. So you can't ever count your That's chickens right. before they hatch. But man, I mean, I, I feel really, really 
good about our odds anyway. And I, I feel conf- confident that Kyle and I are going to be able to go up there and do something really cool. And with this year's uh, two-man world contest being a lifestyle contest, it really suits what we're all about. And that is just sounding like geese, period. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things in the, the open style contest that um, may or may not translate into hunting. But when you're talking about a live contest, it is just straight goose. And that is something that I think he and I excel at. So I'm really looking forward to it, uh, as well as the individual stuff. You know, it's always fun just getting up and competing. But, you know, to looking at, you know, Kyle and I have had a couple conversations. And to, to just look at the contests that are going on out there and to look at, um, you know, how we've we both fared in the past, it's, it's kind of fun. And uh, exciting to look forward to you know the way things could possibly unfold so hopefully it goes real well for us and even if it doesn't it's going to be great it's a wonderful event and if if y'all haven't been out to Easton, maryland uh for the waterfowl festival it's something you really need to do because the the waterfowling heritage out there is just so rich um and, and you know very similar to like we were talking about in minnesota it is a way of life out there but the, the history just goes back so far and there's so much cool stuff to check out you just absolutely have to see it well we will be watching very very closely i'm really excited for you guys i'm excited to see how this thing turns out i believe that is what's that the second week ish weekend of november i think kate and i are going to be in west texas at that time but Yep. I can I can guarantee that we're gonna be we're gonna be hanging on, listening, hopefully tuning in. Will they hold, will they do it live? Yeah, they, they've oh, got yeah. a they've we'll, got a live I think we'll uh, I think uh Split Reads running the live stream, actually. At East. So Yeah, I oh, think so. Cool. Last I knew. I mean I could be blowing smoke and completely screwing up sponsors and all that stuff right now, but hey, whatever. Uh, I think I think they're running it. I got you. I'll probably be more nervous watching you guys than you guys actually will be. I'm like that. Uh, with, that's how I am with baseball, dude. I would yeah. when I watch my kid, I watch him play t-ball, dude. I'm more my heart's beating faster watching him play t-ball than when I was pitching. I swear, it's like I get more nervous watching other people, like watching the Razorbacks. Did you watch that game with Old Miss last weekend? God, what a heartbreaker. But anyway, we got down, we scored, went for the two-point conversion and didn't get it. And I was just like hanging on. Like I was so nervous. It sucked. I mean, it's not that big a deal. But like watching it, I was way more nervous than what I would have been playing. I don't know if you guys are like that. But that's how I am. I guess when you just know it's not in your control, just watching stuff, something about that gives me a little bit of anxiety. That's exactly it. Um, Yep. But. I'm going to be a nervous wreck. Like I, I used to never understand you'd watch TV and some the ESPN, you know, they'd show the, the parents of a, you know, of a kicker or a, you know, a quarterback or whatever. And they've got like their hands buried in their face and they're not even watching. I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing now? I'm like, geez, now I, I, I know why. Like I'm, I'm already certainly not on that level, but I'm already like my heart starts racing at a T-ball game and the record. I mean, this is like the record doesn't even matter. I mean, they're five years old, but they're just, I don't know. I guess when you're just, there's nothing you can do 
it's, you know, I, I don't know. It just gives me a little bit of anxiety. I'm, I'm going to be a wreck when my kids get older, be watching me out there on the freaking balance beam. And I'm going to be like, got my hands in my face, but I'll be, I'll be right there with you guys. And I'll probably be, probably be pretty nervous watching it, but, um, I'm excited for you all, you all. And, um, I know you guys are going to, you know, you're going to compete. You're going to, you're going to give it everything you got. And, I feel good that you guys are gonna gonna fare really well. Now, Cade, haven't heard from you just a whole lot today. You know, and I know you uh, you've been hanging out kind of in the bottoms, kind of hanging out a little low key, staying away from the crowd. But you got anything you're looking forward to, or anything you want to add? You, you did, did you enjoy the first quarter of the season? Are you looking forward to the next quarter? I mean, where are you at, dude? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's kind of hard to believe we're already a quarter away through this thing. But, you know, if it's comparable last year, the first quarter is kind of the one you got to get through. And then it's kind of downhill from there. It starts, you know, start shooting something with a green head on it and um, something other other than early honkers. So I'm definitely excited to switch it up a little bit and uh, start chasing some birds that are migrating and not sleeping at the park. So, um, you know, it's, it's one foot in front of the other from here, just taking it one step at a time. Dude, I totally agree with that. Man, last year, I felt like before we even got to Halloween, like I hit a wall. And I was like, dude, there's yeah. no way that I'm going to make it yeah. through this season. Man, September this year was spectacular. And the first I'm half actually, of October uh, has been spectacular. I mean, I'm more rejuvenated now. I mean, it, it, it helps when you're – the last time you were on, you shot, you know, 100 and – I don't remember what whatever it was, 100 – 28 or whatever but i mean that helps that helps but i'm feeling good man i'm i'm ready yeah. like i'm pumped like this time last year september was rough it was a long september this september was stellar yeah i'm actually sitting here right now watching uh watching some specs push in so that's kind of cool to see the migration starting to get here in arkansas and you know there's a lot of pintails hanging around near the house and uh, a lot of a lot of ducks that ain't been here, so it's cool to see that starting to begin, even this far south. And I know a lot of the guys north of me have been seeing that already, but to see it firsthand here at home, it's kind of setting the mood for me. And we got a cold front moving in this weekend, so big bucks ought to be up on their feet, and birds are pushing in. So it's best time of the year, aside from springtime. So it's uh, <laughs> you know turkeys ain't gobbling, but that's all right. Ducks are pushing in, so I'm excited to you know, keep this thing going and, uh, you know, keep doing what we do. Yeah, I mean, it's the show it's, goes on. It's, it's 80. Afterwards. It's over 80 this year. I mean, it's 80. Not this year. Yeah, it's today. Hot. It's like 80. Yeah, it's hot. No doubt about that. But, it's hot, but I've been keeping my keeping my face in that weather app and trusting that the weatherman ain't lying to me. And this weekend, it's going to get right. So, Yeah, what are you guys talking about? It's 46 degrees and rainy and low overcast here. Must be nice. Yeah, it's so oh, it is. Muggy I'm wearing a hoodie. Humid. I love it. Yeah, it's muggy <laughs> and humid here. I had the wood stove burning the other day. I can't tell you. That was the only requirement for my new house was have a wood stove. I've never had a wood stove. I haven't had one since I was a kid, and that was the only thing I wanted. But I had to, I had to get wood and had to put a fire in there because it was 32 degrees the other morning. Man. Well, fellas, y'all got anything else you want to add before we hop off of here? 
no, sir. Let's wrap it up and get going on the second quarter. That's all I got, man. All right, guys, let's get it uh, started off strong next week. Let's keep pumping out some killer stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you all real soon. All right. All right. All right. See you, bud. See you, fellas. All right, that's a wrap. The first quarter is over with, and what a first quarter it was. We are heading into the second, and we are excited about everything that we've got coming, the trips, the new products, very, very exciting times for Dive Bomb Industries. Say it every, literally every episode, but I'm just going to keep saying it. You need to go over to our YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed. Check out our videos. We're pumping them out every single week, putting out vlog videos. We'll probably get to where we're putting out two a week. Keep up with our travel. See what we've got going on. We're having a lot of fun. We'd love to have you guys join in. Check it out. We'll talk to you all soon. Until next time, y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dive Bomb Squadcast.